The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Buckets, boards, and blocks. Wow, it's been a minute since we said that. But we are back. This week, we're reunited after our summer and early fall sabbatical. And you know we've got a ton of ground to cover. But ain't nothing changed. Darlene, where you at? Let's run it. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media. Monica is a former Georgetown Hoyer who likes nothing better than a three in transition and thinks DC ballers are the smartest. King is a former three and D Baylor baller whose idea of a good time is locking down the other team's best scorer. Monica, King, let's do this. Thank you, Darlene. All right, y'all. Welcome to Buckets, Boards, and Blocks. I'm Monica McNutt, alongside my co-hosts, my little brother, uh, dude, King McClure. We're we back. We're back. It feels like it's been forever. It has been a while. I feel like there's been a lot of change mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. in our lives. <laughs> I mean, you you haven't heard Monica, but you've seen her face literally everywhere. Ugh. On the WNBA, on the NBA, mm. on first take with Stephen A, <laughs> uh, around the horn. She's so many places. Oh, she even did like some coverage in the Olympics. This woman is so many places. I'm surprised she even has time to be here with me. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm I'm in the star. I'm in the presence of a celebrity. So I'm I'm honestly honored. Oh, God. Speak for both of us. We are honored that you're back with us. Um, I'm happy to be here and I always rely on you guys, you in particular, (laughs) to keep me humble and grounded. Hey, Bruce, how you been? It's been a minute. Oh, it's been a it's been a very cool off season. My son Mitchell got married a couple of weeks ago. Lots of family stuff. I know you guys probably have some of that going on too. But uh, but my Celtics, man, I'm ready to jump off the roof of the TD Garden. I swear to God. Hey, Bruce, I gotta ask: Do you like the the, the daughter in law? Are you a big fan or no? <laughs> First of all, yes. Not only do I like the daughter in law, and it's weird saying daughter in law. I got to tell you, but I love the daughter in law. I love her family, her mom, her dad, great people, her brother, great dude, basketball fan. Mm. Um, They're wonderful people. And uh, I couldn't be happier for Mitchell, who also just found out he passed the New York bar this past week. So so that boy's got some wind in his sails right now, and and he's on his way. So I have no complaints, guys. Yeah, lots to celebrate in the Bernstein family. That's awesome. So fantastic. But you said it, Bruce, Celtics. Um, we've got so much to catch up on in terms of the NBA. Before we jump into NBA, King mentioned being a part of WNBA coverage this year, which was incredible for ESPN and ABC, of course. The Chicago Sky add to the very rich sports fabric of Chicago with a WNBA championship. Candace Parker gets it done in her hometown in her first year in a Chicago Sky jersey. And the finals were incredible. All types of people courtside, Chance the Rapper, 
uh, Jesse Jackson. She got tweets from Barack Obama. Like, it was just a sight to behold. And I loved the energy surrounding the WNBA this past season. Viewership was up more than 40%. Um, there's just so much room for growth in the league. So shout out to the W and all the family and folks that cover it. Bruce has on his orange hoodie. Let's go. Definitely had to get that in because that all happened on our sabbatical. But King? I ain't going to lie to you. I really wanted the, the Mercury to win just because of BG and that Baylor connection. But shout out to Candace Parker, though. It's a great story. So you got to support her because everything she did for the city came back, pulled a LeBron, won the mm -hmm. shit for her city. You got to support that. Um, I'm glad you... I was like, you went to Phoenix to win? But the BG connection makes sense. I get it. I She's got more runway ahead of her than Candace does. I think BG will get, get it done and be an MVP before her career is done. All right, but let's get into this NBA season, y'all. Woo-hoo! Bruce teed up his Celts. My Washington Wizards looking uh, interesting. My work team, New York Knicks, also looking interesting. Mm. King, what's going on with your Dallas Mavs? Mm, we'll work on that. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start here, though, y'all. Uh, Bruce and King, the Heat. Six and one out of the gate. Um, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Kyle Lowry. In fact, what's today? We're recording this on a Wednesday, Wednesday morning, Tuesday night. Kyle Lowry gave your Mavs work, King. Woo-hoo-hoo. Tyler Hero. It just looks good in Miami. What stands out to you, King? I mean, for me personally, it's just the whole, you know, during the preseason and right before the season started, Tyler Hero was just determined. You know, everybody wrote that man off. After what he did in the bubble last year, he didn't follow it up. Uh, he never, he didn't play nearly as well. So now all of a sudden, he's finally living up to the name Tyler Hero. And here's the thing. I don't want people to get twisted, right? It's only seven games in a season, right? So I agree. Like seven games in. Let's not get a little too worked up over what people are doing. Um, so... That being said, I'm, I'm impressed with Tyler Harrell so far, but I'm not going to sit up here and just, you know, ride the Tyler Harrell train, ride, ride that <laughs> wave, um, because I just don't think it's some, a wave to be ridden yet. But I am, I've am i been impressed, and he, he's slowly living up to the what he did in the bubble. Uh, it's a short tide. The tide is in right now, Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Um, that is a complete-looking team. If, yeah. you, if you want my opinion, you've got Kyle Lowry, the, the floor general, keep them all organized, toughness, mm -hmm. taking charges, gritty. Nobody's grittier than Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry. nobody in the league, maybe ever. Uh, Jimmy Butler, two-way wing player, averaging like 25, lockdown defender, MVP candidate. Bam Adebayo, right? He's like the quintessential new age big man, right? Averages like 20 and 14, does a little of everything. You can run it through him, good passer. And then you've got that, that that hero guy that King's still, you know, having his questions about. I remember his rookie year. He said, I am a bucket. He is a bucket. That's no cap. That's he is truth. a bucket. <laughs> and then you got a guy like Duncan Robinson who can shoot from, you know, the logo and and bury threes. So to me, I mean, my I knew Miami was going to be good, but they're just, you know, they're coming out with a head of steam, Monica. I, here... Yes, I agree with everything that you guys said. I think I am a little taken aback at how surprised everybody is, though. Because I'm with King. We're still, what are we rolling? So week three of the season, we yeah. haven't even gotten to double-digit games. But, okay, 
coming out with a purpose and focus looks good. Like I'm certainly enjoying the Knicks run and I know we'll get to that in a second. But I kind of always expect a Miami Heat team that's healthy. I just have so much respect for Jimmy Butler. He's one of my favorite players in the league. Eric Spolestra, is he, he is, Bruce, I would think, and, right? He's one of the longest tenured head coaches in the league at yeah. this point. You can make I'd say top five. Yeah, right. I'd, say, I'd say other than Pop, he might be the next guy that I would hey, have that's to check exactly. that. And then, yeah, Carlisle now is in Indiana, so that's a new system, right? Yeah. Um, I just, I'm not surprised. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I, and again, it's we're less than 10 games in, but this is fun. It's the energy around the beginning of the season. Let's see where we are for me around January in terms of who really looks like what. But but right now, as we keep rolling, bing bong. Okay. Just let y'all know what that is. That is the wonderful new rallying cry of the New York Knicks. I actually shouldn't be saying it with so much enthusiasm. Uh, they played tonight, the Pacers, but I did not enjoy their performance versus the Raptors on Monday night. But so far, the Knicks look appealing. I will say I miss... And again, less than 10 games in, I missed some of the defensive prowess they had last year, but they're shooting the three at a higher clip. They're scoring the basketball at a higher clip. Julius Randle has shown that he can build on last season's performance. Although I really think something might be up with him in the last three games in particular. I'm loving Evan Fournier. Healthy Kimba is a good looking Kimba, y'all. We've written him off because of injuries. Um, and I just RJ Barrett is my favorite rising star. RJ Barrett. Come on now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I ain't gonna RJ, RJ Barrett is solid. But um, I don't know if he's my favorite rising star. If well, if you don't work for the team, so that's okay. I work, <laughs> he's my favorite rising star. I will always listen. Okay, quick story. You mentioned first take when we were catching up. Of course, they ask us this crazy question: the Knicks or the Bulls, who's gonna win the championship in five years? I don't know that either, honestly. But do you think I said that? Absolutely not. You make a business decision when you go on a national platform and it's the Knicks. Let's go. So there you go. Look, just to clarify your question, the Bulls is not even close. The Bulls are such a better team than the Knicks. The it's Bulls not don't have any depth. But the Bulls, the Bulls top seven and eight, because honestly, when you get down to playoff time, you're really only playing like eight. eight seven, nine, eight, nine. bro. What? What? The Bulls top seven are better than the, the, the Knicks top seven. And it's not even close. What top seven? Like, okay, after your three, then what's happening? Give me you your three. Vucevic, right? So is Vucevic, DeRozan, and Levine? Or you put you putting ball in there? So four? Yeah, Vucevic, DeRozan, Levine. You can put ball in there because I think ball is arguably better than any point guard that the Knicks have. I, mm, he's bigger, and I'm partial to bigger to bigger guards. I'll give and you that. He plays defense. So he gives you more, and he's starting to score the ball a little bit better this year, and his passing is better than any. Okay, but then, but then, where's your seven eight? I'm not, I'm not arguing with you about the ball. That's four. You got who? You got who? Caruso. You got who? Caruso. Okay. All right, I heard you. Go ahead. I argue that Caruso might be more effective than Derrick Rose. Keep going. Don't at me. Keep Um, going. Let's see. Then, oh, West Bank got hurt. Patrick Williams got hurt. Yes, he did. But I like him. Go ahead. Because I like him too, because he was like the sixth. Um, dang mm-hmm. it. Oh, I gotta look at the roster again. I gotta look at this. The point is, you're having to think too hard, and that is my point that the, the Bulls don't have enough depth after you get past your four. I think, I think, you know, I watched the Bulls absolutely 
destroy the Celtics on the road the other night in the fourth quarter. They outscored them like 39 to 11 in the fourth quarter. Um, they play with a lot of energy, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think, you know, depth could be a problem for them, but you know, when you play against a team like Boston played the other night where nobody's really guarding you too hard, you can all look like, you know, hall of famers. But here's it's the true. thing I'm getting at. Are you right? As I look at their roster, they just got them three and they really had that much depth. I was even going to give you four. I'll give you the four. We four. Okay, but those, I'm not even going to say the four, but those three compared to the next three, it's not even close. I understand that. I actually think Evan Fournier is going to have a career year. I think he's really good. He's got Evan a pure... Coming off, coming off what he did for in the in the Olympics, Evan Fournier yeah. He's like that for sure. So, so this would this would be my counter to your three, right? Oh, and I feel you on this because it is so contingent, and I don't know that they necessarily have the body of work. I'm buying more into potential than what I've actually seen. Fournier, <laughs> Barrett. I guess you technically gotta go Randall because he's sort of such an important piece to this Knicks organization, but that doesn't really put you into a guard. Because I'll give you, if I had to take Kemba or Lonzo, I love Kemba, but Lonzo's bigger and he does defend, and that's a big deal to me. Um, I don't, I think for the Knicks, it's not about their just their starting unit. I think, in fact, uh, going into game, going into the Raptors game, their second unit had outscored um, all the benches that they had played. So for the Knicks, it's definitely a total team, all ten of y'all effort. I like the way Obi Toppin is emerging this year too, just getting out and running, getting easy baskets. Obi Toppin super solid. When you I, look, at- I want him to be sorry, Bruce, but I want right. Obi to be. Scotty Barnes like you know what I mean like I know Scotty listen I know Scotty just got drafted right but let's think about it like Obi has the same kind of size he runs he could run the floor the same way I love Scotty's game because he's almost like a point forward and he can score in different ways he doesn't have the greatest jump shot Obi has a three actually that's a little bit streaky but if I could get Obi to be deliberate and put his back to the basket every now and again just every now and again and play defense like I'd be so happy he's playing good defense this year when I look at Kemba, no. I don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Not giving it to me, Bruce. King <laughs> shaking his head. All right. Uh, I Obi's, love Scotty Barnes. Obi's, I think he's gonna be Obi's really actually good. Obi's actually good. I like Obi. You know what I've seen of him. Mm-hmm. You know? But when I look at Kemba, I I don't I can't look at Kemba as just Kemba. I look at Kemba and Derrick Rose almost as like co equals in that position, mm-hmm. and I think it's great for both of them. They're both of them are in a great situation because. Kemba has had some injuries. D Rose has some age on him and has some injuries behind him. So if they're able to sort of settle into something where they're basically splitting the minutes, A, I think it's going to make them both have lots more energy towards the end of the season. Gives gives other teams a different look. They, you know, and like, because with Kemba, he couldn't play any back-to-backs last year for Boston. That was one of the reasons that I think, you know, he had to go. But with D Rose, if he's playing like 24 minutes instead of 34 minutes, maybe he'll be able to play some back-to-backs. That uh, definitely helps having somebody to to back you up, especially somebody in the same caliber. Because normally there's a drop-off between like the starter and the and and the, and the backup. But I wouldn't even look at it as like the backup. I'd look at it as the point guard number one and point guard number two, because like you said, they're both equally as good. Monica, back to your point. We're not going to just skip over what you said. Listen. The biggest thing with Scotty Barnes is IQ. Like his just ability to be that big and that long and just know when to, like you said, put the back to the basket, when to be able to drive, when to be able to push it full court and be that like point forward. 
Scotty Barnes is special. In my opinion, he might be the best rookie out of the class. We agree. He's my rookie of the year, I yeah, think, because I, he's I, going to have special. he's going to have meaningful minutes on a team that's going to be in the playoffs. And I said I want Obi to be able to do that. Like, where's the insult? Like now the insult is the fact that Obi would never be able to do that. <laughs> well, I don't I don't see Obi being a point forward. Uh, yeah, I, I don't see Obi being point forward, but I, if Obi can run the floor the same way Scotty does, he's got the same kind of size, right? If he could just give me a spot to the basket every now and again and I could trust him to make a great cut and make a good read in the half court, that part of Scotty's game, I don't think that's too far off from Obi. I, I think Obi does shoot the ball better though. I think, I think From, he's 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 not a terrific three point shooter, yeah, but he does have a three in his game. He shoots the ball better than 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 Scotty right. right now. Scotty's my favorite rookie of the year. I'm saying it now. Let's go. All right, let's keep it moving though, because lots to get around to. Um, Lakers East. That's so clever, Bruce. I like the way you, <laughs> you coined that because uh, the Washington Wizards, Russell Westbrook is an actual Laker, but Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Contavious Caldwell Pope teamed up with Bradley Bill and Wes Unsell Jr. and the Wiz Kids are off mm-hmm. to a hot start. It definitely looks like they got everything they could out of that trade. That's for sure. Who you been most impressed with, Monica? I, I will be honest, I've watched the Knicks closer than I have watched the Wizards, but I think I'm just really happy for Wes. I know this is not a player answer because we knew Bradley Bill is the bucket, right? Trez is a grizzled vet. He's going to play hard. I guess I would probably, if I had to pick player Kuz, because I think he was so beleaguered by the shadow of the Lakers and LeBron, and he was supposed to be the young guy that spaced the floor and he just never really came into his own, I think, after all the trade and LeBron and all of them came to, LA, came to L.A. And now I think we're getting to see why he was once so highly touted. But I'm also really excited for Wes. I'd had a um, dinner with JT3, who's in the brain trust with the Washington Wizards when we were out in Vegas. And we were just chatting, you know, about all the changes and everything. But I'm glad to see Wes get off to such a strong start. He's got a tremendous legacy, obviously, with his dad in that city. Um, and I know it's a lot of people in that organization working very hard to bring DC basketball on the pro level back to relevance. So are they relevant this year? Through three weeks, they are. <laughs> I, what I'm listen. About, will, will they be relevant towards the end of the season? Will they be so, think, I, so think about the East, right? Uh, the Bucks are given. I think the next... Miami. Miami, Miami, yeah, New York, the Sixers, the um, Hawks. Uh, Hawks. I think are gonna be there. Knicks. How many teams did we just rattle off? You said the Raptors. I think the Ra- the Raptors play hard, dog, and like, and they're not even healthy yet. They play hard. Yeah, you said um, the Raptors. So the Raptors, Knicks. That makes seven. Hold on, let's write these down: Bucks, Miami, Brooklyn, Sixers, Knicks, Hawks, Heat. Oh, Hawks. and I said Miami. Hawks. What, that's six? That's six. So we got seven, eight? Raptors? Are the Wizards going to be in? I think it's going to be real fun on, in the East this year. Yeah, I could. I mean, I would love that for Bradley Bill because I don't know that he's had a chance to be the leader of that team and it mean anything. I think Bradley Beal has been terrific in the way he's handled this situation there. You know, a lot of yeah. guys, you know, playing on a team that really, you know, kind of has had some disappointing seasons, you know, as good as he is, a lot of guys would be writing their ticket out of town and tell having their agent talk to the team. I think Bradley wants to sort of stay there when the team gets good and be kind of like the true believer. 
I have nothing but admiration for him. And, and, and yes, he is just, he just scores the ball so many different ways. He's a, uh, he loves him. I will add that too. He's uh he's on his, uh, Dame Lillard type vibes trying to die on that lonely hill by to, to not join a super team with Giannis and, 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 and Dirk. Um, y'all hear that freestyle he said the other day? No. Who's freestyle? Dame Dame's? Lillard. No, I'm talking about free agency again. No, yeah, he went in and he was like, um, he wants to die. He'll die on that lonely hill to like not join a super team, and he's like, uh, and I'll be with like the freaking Dirk, or something like that. And, <laughs> and I was like, respect, much respect, even though you probably won't win one, but respect. Uh, I was about to say, mad respect. I did, but you know what? I don't even think his problem is like the Lakers. Now his problem is about to be Denver, Utah, Golden State. You know what I mean? Like. Golden State. Yeah, like, I, you think Utah's going oh, We're all over the place, but I'm really curious to see <laughs> if Utah gets over that hill this year. I know Utah um, okay. put my boy Jared Butler in the game more. How is he doing? He's doing all right. He ain't really... I mean, he's playing spot minutes if it's a blowout, but he, uh, he, uh, he could be playing more. In the preseason, he was cooking, though. He was killing preseason, but it's not, you know, preseason don't really count because... He ain't really playing against somebody's starters, but he was cooking in the preseason. But right now, he just plays five minutes. Guys, I just after we did that little Eastern Conference rundown thing, it's gonna be fun in the East this year. Chicago playoff team? Oh yeah, guys, the East Chicago. is gonna be nuts. Chicago and the playing is gonna be so good. What'd you say? Chicago be a top four seed. Top four? Hmm. Stay. They got to stay healthy. They can do that. They got some, you know, sure veteran legs on that team. I'm pretty sure they stay healthy. I mean, the Hornets are not to be slept on in Charlotte. I don't feel like Miles Bridges. What? Having a great year. What? The Mellow Ball. Like, I still can't call him Mellow because Mellow is Carmelo. But Miles Bridges. Like, bro, where, where did this come from? Um, Gordon so Hayward trying... playing well. Gordon he Hayward. is playing well. He looked good the other day. Um. Wow, this is gonna be wow, this is gonna be really tight in the East this year. This teams are gonna this is gonna be fun. Okay. We forgot about the Celtics, right? Yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, say. Yeah, we forgot about the Celtics and the Bulls. Man, ain't no way your 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 wiz is gonna make the playoffs. I see, I don't I don't that's what I'm saying. I think this is gonna be really, really tight. Yeah, I think yeah. the wizards are good enough to do it though. I think it's just gonna be really tight. Like them, it's, them, them wizards gonna be doing what we're doing when we're watching the playoffs. Wow. I don't think I don't know, King. One, it's gonna be very contingent on health. But two, I also we gotta get, start getting into styles of play, right? Like I'm concerned about the depth over a long season in Chicago. Uh, Tibbs and the Knicks, they gotta figure out what are the usage, what is a good amount of usage for all their guys. And you know, he's notorious for running guys into the ground. If Atlanta stays healthy, if Toronto gets healthy, like if the Hornets keep rolling, is Philly completely fixed? What happens with Brooklyn? Like they can't sustain any injuries. So doing all this talking, you want to um, put your money where your mouth is? On who? On DC going to the playoffs. Nah, well let's we'll do this at Christmas time. We'll set our playoffs, but because it's too early. Oh, no, it's too no, early. Say, look, no, 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 you confident right now? Let, let's put a dinner on it. I didn't, I'm not confident in anything. I'm just going through my whole list, and I well, got. Let, let, let's put a dinner on it then. What are you, are you saying, saying about it, King? Attention? 
Then I make Why is he trying to put the screws to me? What? Come on now. They're <laughs> not making the playoffs. So let, let, let's put a dinner on it. What's the playoffs? Because you do you are, are you including the play-in? No, no, no. The playoffs. So eight. So eight, top eight. I'm not including the play-in. The play-in, I mean, if you get in. Well, like, the eighth, you know, eight could get knocked out in the play-in, but go ahead. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you they make the playoffs, like the actual playoffs, yeah, I will take you to dinner. Boy, you can't afford to take me to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't make the playoffs, you're taking me to dinner. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't think that's fair. I don't know. I can't take you up on that because I think the play-in is really going to be important in the East. All right, we, we, we can do the play-in then. All right, because if they get there and get knocked on the play-in, I just think the East is going to be that tough. Yeah, we, 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 we can do the play-in. That's cool. All right, fair enough. So is that is this a deal? Bell, Everybody on Buckets, Boys, and Blocks heard this. Is this a deal? I'm taking you to Taco Bell if I lose. It's fine. That's what I'm taking you to McDonald's. Can you can you guys do a Zoom handshake or something? So so like a clip and say, <laughs> oh, oh, like oh if, he's reaching for you, Monica. Look, he's reaching out. If you're actually okay, family, look, Monica really is ducking the smoke right now. She, you can tell how by, by the way she shook my hand just now. She really I'm don't sure. believe. <laughs> I don't believe the Wizards will get to the play-in. I do believe the Wizards will get to the play-in. Right. I don't know what's gonna happen after the play-in. All right, we're all over the all over the place. So speaking of the East, Bruce, uh, our resident Boston Celtics expert. What's going on, bro? Marcus Smart calling out Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown this week for not passing the ball. Um, well, I think he's calling him out for not passing the ball to him, but uh, <laughs> I don't. I, I've watched them, you know, melt down now about three or four times early on. Their problem isn't really offense to me. I mean, I think that can sort of be fixed by just, you know, taking some of what Marcus said. Their problem is defense. They are so disconnected on defense. They're out of position. The team never is on a string. They're all, they're not coordinated. There's a lack of effort at times on defense, particularly from the great Jason Tatum, who has flashes of good defense. He'll block some shots here and there. But a lot of times, I just want to see that guy be a little bit more physical and with Boston, when when Boston's guarding the other team, they never make the other team feel them. The Knicks make you feel them, right? The Celtics never make you feel them. So I think it's a toughness. It's an effort thing. And if I were Ime Udoka, and again, he knows a lot more than I do, I think defense should be their emphasis. They'll, they'll get enough points to win if they can just play some better D. And also, oh, by the way, their rebounding is awful, which it has been. Uh so I think defense and rebounding, because you guys know better than anybody, if your shots aren't falling, you can still win games when you grind away on defense and control the boards. And I think yeah. that's their biggest problem. So Bruce, what's the craziest thing to me is that when you look at their roster, you would you would think that the, that the opposite would be true, right? You would think that scoring would be their problem and defense, they would be really good. Because when you look at guys like Dennis Schroeder, uh, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, Al Horford, Robert Williams, like you look at these guys and you're like, bro, they all play good defense individually. So you think if you put it all together, like it would be a great team uh, effort, right? But it's not that. <laughs> and I really think what it boils down to is that your superstar um, doesn't want to buy in on that end. Like Jason Tatum just doesn't want to buy in on that end. And frankly, he's not good enough to not buy in on that end. And like, don't like don't 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 just go wild with that right but i just don't i think if you're like luka Doncic, right you can you can get away with not playing defense 
because you're just that good. But I don't think Jason Tatum, he's really, really talented, really good. I don't think he's that good yet to where he just can slack on the defensive end. He's getting there, but I don't think, I don't think he's there yet. He has to put more emphasis on, on playing defense and if they want to win anything. Because if not, he might go down in like that whole mellow category. There, you know, for him, he I think he considers defense blocking shots. He'll block some shots yeah. here and there. You know, he's tall. He can get some shots. But I don't see him moving his feet. I don't see him fighting against screens to stay on top of guys. I, I Certainly, I've seen a lot of players against Boston, particularly with the Bulls and also with the Wizards. They played the Wizards twice and lost both of them. Mm. Guys just kind of waltz to the basket for layups against that team. Nobody mm. ever hits the floor. Nobody ever takes a hard foul. Nope. You know, I mean, other than Marcus Smart. And again, you know, Jalen Brown will guard you. He will. Yeah. You know, he, he, he plays both ends. But Jason, I think, you know, needs to focus a little bit more on the defense. And as I said, you know, um, I think their problems are solvable, but it really requires more effort and more work. And I think that's something that professional ball players should be able to do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of that is true, but I also did not take issue with Marcus Smart's statement. For me, and we said this heading into the year, I don't know who I was talking to. We're doing some sort of preview. I would like to see if Jason Tatum can take the next step as one of those superstars that makes everybody around him better. He doesn't right now. I feel like that's one of those things, though, that you just don't say. Like, for me personally, like, if you got a problem with it, like, we're we're grown men. Come talk to me about it. Come holler at me in the locker room about it. But for you to go back. Are you assuming that he hasn't said that to them in the locker room? You're you're assuming that was the first time it was said. See, I don't, I don't. I'd like to believe. I think I think if you have, then I don't think you 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 take it public. Because I think if you were man enough, you man to man like talk to me about it, and you take it public. I feel like that honestly might be a little worse because you already talked to me about it man to man. And yet, granted, that's not, that might not be part of my game. I got to work on it. So if you to publicly out me and publicly blast me as a teammate, I don't know if I want to pass you the ball no more. Like just being honest, either that or if you got a problem, one of us got to go. Right. Especially at that level, because if somebody in college, one of my college teammates would be like, King got to pass the ball more. But like, bro, you, you didn't talk to me about this. It's the first time I'm hearing this. We, we already talked about this and have this solved. So if you to go publicly blast me, bro, that's not, you know that. You know as a teammate, that's not what you, uh, that's not something that's cool. It's not something that's acceptable in the locker room. Locker room problems stay in the, in the, in the, in the locker room. If it's true, then it's true. I think I, I the, here's the thing I will say we all do a media because I didn't see the quote. We all read the quote. I would have liked to see his demeanor and his delivery. Like, was it? Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. so that's that would be my only caveat. What if, what if Jason was like, hey, Marcus Smart takes dumb shots. Can't really shoot the ball. Only plays defense. But offensively, he's a liability. Like I'm saying, what, like, what if you say that? Is but that's, that's, but that's what I'm saying to you. It, we're focusing on the quote, but that's why I need to see the delivery. Because if you remember the, the whole quote, those guys are the leaders. It was very complimentary. Yeah. It was almost, they're the leaders. Teams are game planning for them. I think we've got to move the ball a little bit more. And my thing is, they, the ball can still wind up in their hands, but you have to give your teammates the opportunities mm-hmm. to make a play, even if it's just purely to keep defenses honest. No, I, I I agree with that. And I, and I would like to see the whole thing too. But just based off what social media has portrayed and what I've seen on like Twitter and stuff, it kind of seemed like he was just, you know, saying he to pass the ball more. And I just, me as a teammate, as a basketball player, I just, I wouldn't like that. 
he's coming to me man to man, bro. Like, Guys, did you did you notice that about a week ago the coach Ime Udoka called the team out publicly? So maybe Marcus yeah. Smart's just taking his cue from the coach. Now the question is, as a teammate, you might listen to it from the coach. You might not want to yeah, hear yeah. it from a teammate. So, but I mean, maybe Marcus was just thinking, well, okay, that's how we're rolling now. I don't know. Right. I mean, as a coach, you can do that. Like if my coach says that, like, all right, coach, I still got to listen to you. As a teammate, I'm like, bro, I don't respect you no more, bro. You did that for like attention. And I don't really like things like that. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, uh, 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 we'll see. We'll see if they get their problems fixed. It is still early. It's only There's seven lots of time to navigate. The Celtics should not be panicking right now. Only eight games in the year. I know it's not. A, it's not ninety-two anymore. How many games in the NBA season? Eighty-two. Oh, eight. Why well, say ninety-two? I'm tripping. Uh, We're back to our games, full so. season. All right, let's get into. We got to get into some actual relationships, but real quick before we jump into your boy off night, Davion Mitchell. Hey. Uh, I just I can't even. I'm not even like. The Lakers start has been rougher than I anticipated, but I just can't even like, it's still early. Veterans don't particular veteran led teams to me don't have a particularly strong start. If anybody knows exactly how to coast, it's your vets. I think they'll be fine. I think they'll make yeah. the playoffs. I don't think that it might go. It might not go well in the playoffs, but okay. <laughs> not a believer. I mean, not even because of the rough start. I've just never been a believer from the jump when they got Russell Westbrook. Um, that's all I really have to say about it. Just not a believer in the Lakers. Um, they're cool. They look good on paper, but when it comes down to it, I just, nah, I don't believe. I'm not a believer. You got to play, in the baby. League. Oldest team, old legs on that team. That's going to matter. Hey, 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 I've seen something that said in, in, in like 2011, 2012, this team would have been crazy. <laughs> Wild. It would have been epic. crazy, but right now, it's not that. <laughs> yeah. I agree. All right. So that's enough about that. Davion Mitchell and the Sacramento Kings. Mm. Let's go. Talk to us about your boy, King. He's actually been looking really good. He, he's been playing really well. You know, he has his spurts. He, what he does is really defend. Like, kind of like a Marcus Smart 2.0 would way better on the offensive end and the mm -hmm. two-point guard. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he's actually bringing life back into this Sacramento Kings team. I mean, when you look at what the Kings did with uh, Halliburton, Fox, and and now Davion, at first I was kind of a little skeptical. Like, why would you get another point guard when you already have Halliburton and Fox? But Davion just brings a different element to the game. You can honestly play all three of those dudes because Fox is 6'4", and well, probably about 6'3", and Halliburton's about a strong 6'5". Um, so all three of those guys, and Harrison Barnes has been absolutely on a yeah. tear lately too. Game winners. Um, they got a, they have a great young unit together, and I think this team is going to do nothing but get better, um, especially just with, with Davion and wanting to play defense. Because when he got drafted, he told me, he said that uh, their biggest concern was the defensive end. And, like, they were, like, dead last last year when it comes to defensive efficiency or something like that, something crazy like that. And he said that's why they drafted him. And what's crazy is they didn't do any, like, they didn't interview Davion. They didn't check his medicals. They didn't do any type of research on Davion. They just said, really? hey, this kid, they said, this kid is available and we're going to take him. And Davion was like, bro, no, I don't want to go there at first. But <laughs> he was like, you know, it's a blessing. It's an opportunity. Because he didn't want to go there because Fox and Halliburton. So he figured he wouldn't get an opportunity. But they, Luke Walton figured it out. And they look they look pretty solid right now. I'm going to say they look like really good. But they look pretty solid. And I think it's starting to just bring some life back into 
the whole Sacramento organization. Shout out to my boy. Uh, is Paul assistant GM? Tristan Something Thompson. like that. Paul uh, Johnson. Woo. Go, Paul. <laughs> DMV, stand up. Woo. You ain't hear what I said, Monica? <laughs> no, what'd you say? Uh, he said, shout out to your boy. And I said, Tristan Thompson. And wow. Go away. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. All right. Let's keep it moving. Um, there's so much exciting things in the in the game. Um, early to start, so much promise. Um, we'll switch gears to college. King, Uh-oh. men's top 10. Men's top 10. We got number one. This is first up before I start this. This will be a very interesting year because there's a lot Tell of us teams, more. There's a lot of teams on this top 10 list that I think will probably all take their turn at number one, right? Or take all wow. take their, their, maybe not Gonzaga just because Gonzaga plays in such a you know weak conference, but their non-conference schedule is very, very strong. So I think there'll be a few L's in here. But number one is Gonzaga coming in with Chet Holmgren, the number one player in the country. Uh, Andrew Nimhar returning from last year. Drew Timmy, the stash is back. They should be pretty solid. The guard play added some guards. Good wings. Number two is Kansas. Um, not a strong believer in Kansas, but oh wow. Um, we'll see. Number three is UCLA coming off that hot run. We'll see if they're actually legit. Johnny or... Juzang. Woohoo! Johnny Juzang. We'll see if he can sustain that for a whole season instead of just three, four games because they just got hot. They really were a decent team, but they got hot at the end. Number four, Villanova, my pick to win the championship. Number five, Texas. Number six, Purdue. Seven, Memphis. Imani Bates and Jalen Duran. Will they be able to skip their last year of high school and dominate on the college ranks? Uh, number eight, Michigan. Number nine, Kentucky. And number 10, Baylor. <laughs> How you feel about being ranked 10th? Um, I think it's fair. I think okay. uh, losing, you know, Davion Mitchell. Actually, losing your starting four. Any team that loses four starters off a national championship team should not be ranked top 10, but the fact that we're able to bounce back and be top 10, I think that's a very fair statement, uh, very accurate, especially when you look at some of the production of uh, what we got off guys off the bench and Matt Meyer, one of the um, mother bros who's on here. Yeah. Uh, Matt. <laughs> has, has, has never started a game, um, but finally gets to start this year. I could have left to go to the draft last year, but came back. I mean, when you just see like the potential in these guys, would they live up to the potential? I don't know, but they also got your boy, former Georgetown Hoya, James Akinjo, and he is good. He's at Baylor? News to me. PG for Baylor. He's good. Kid's really good. He is very good, but- uh... And he's not getting love either, which is confusing because how you all Pac-12, Pac-12, some of the year last year, averaging 16 and 6, 40% from the three, and not at anybody's Bob Cousy list. Confusing. But anyways, let's not get on a rant. Well, because Arizona was in all that stinky, muddy, kind of tricky water last year. Maybe that's part of but it. But that don't mean you you you, you criticize the player because of what the coach in the program did. He still produced. I, I'm, I'm just trying to come up with logic. I don't – a tangent – my since living in New York, my feet hurt. <laughs> Small tangent. My bad. All right, let's Monica, let's, let's go. Huh? Let's talk about the women's. Yeah, women's side. All right, 
Women's top 10, UConn, no surprises there. South Carolina, Stanford, Baylor, NC State, Louisville, Baylor, Indiana, Iowa, and Michigan. You didn't mention Maryland. Maryland was four. I just get Maryland. My bad, Maryland. Brenda Freeze and the Terps. So here's my deal. Lots of consistency in the women's game. Lots of headliners for each of these teams. I'm surprised to see Indiana this high, but I got to dig into their roster. I don't, if they didn't have a ton of turnover, um, Terry does a great job with that squad. Baylor, to my knowledge, is the only squad in here with a new head coach in Nikki Collin coming over from the Atlanta Dream. And I think in the women's games in particular, the coaches matter a ton. So I'm curious to see if Baylor can, or if Nikki can keep that Baylor train on the track. Kim Mulkey is enormous shoes to fill. So right. not that I necessarily expect them to be title contenders, but they should be based on his ranking so far. But otherwise, AZ Fudd and Paige Beckers finally together at UConn. I think I'm gonna have a couple of their games uh, for CBS Sports this year. And then, of course, some studio stuff. I'm excited to see them. South Carolina and NC State open the season. I, I don't know if it's their first game of the season, but I know they both face each other pretty early in the season in the month of either late November or the first week of December. So we get into it early. I love the way that the women's game is expanding. I'm thrilled for the NIL on the women's side because that is such an opportunity for those ladies to make money that I don't know that they would have the opportunity to make. We know the WNBA salaries are not that. And then being overseas is such a tremendous commitment. So yeah. I love the NIL. It's going to be a game changer. We discussed it in our ESPN college basketball seminars. We're getting ready for this season. Um, I'm curious to see though, King, if this puts any pressure on these young people, because I thought about it in football, right? Mm-hmm. Now, not only are you expected to perform at a high level for whatever your sport is, but people know you're getting paid and endorsing things. And if you're not getting it done on the court, or football field if you want to expand out to any sport, actually. I wonder if some of this NIL attention will backfire at all. So, I mean, I think it's more so, you know, maybe I wouldn't say pressure, but maybe focus because yeah, you're getting so much money. And to be honest, if I'm a woman and like there's not a chance I might go to the WNBA, but I can still make a ton of money off the court, I think my main focus is getting these NIL deals and not necessarily basketball because the chance to make the WNBA, like you really kind of don't want to, you might make more money doing the NIL deals than the WNBA. I mean, of course you want to play, but like a lot of women stop playing in college. So I think the fact that, you know, you can make so much money. I think that might be, if I'm a woman, that might be my main focus as opposed to actually going on the court and getting up those extra shots. I'm going to do this endorsement deal. I'm going to do this commercial. I'm finna have that. I'm finna make a video real quick as opposed to going and get those extra shots. Um, so, I mean, maybe a lack of focus, um, but I don't know if it's necessarily pressure. Well, you're certainly the youngest among us. Um, we'll see how it all evolves. That what you said is very real. I still have contended that the love of the game is why so many of these young people have these opportunities and and to your point, they will be able to split their focus. But, you know, just as with any new thing, there are certainly some pitfalls that will be inevitable. But I'm wishing every athlete well in their endeavors, both through NIL and, of course, 
on the court. We are so thrilled for basketball season. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Hey, hold on. Y'all see what just happened? Um, Oklahoma State got banned from the 2022 men's basketball postseason. Because? Because of all the sanctions that happened. You know, oh, all yeah, the stuff right. that happened with them, Arizona, um, Kansas. You know, it's like a few other schools. But yeah, Oklahoma State just got banned. I feel so bad for those guys. Um, wow. That stinks. Well, we'll get into that more as college basketball keeps rolling on, or maybe we won't because there won't be much to discuss. They can't play. So there's that. Wow. Sorry, was that that cold? Oh, no. Football news. Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID and is out versus the Chiefs. All right, we're going off the road, off the rails here. We got to wrap this pod up. So much news is breaking. That was dope. It is so great to be back. Thank you to our brand new editor, Drew Rich. Welcome to the team. Thanks also to our producer and co-host, Bruce Bernstein. Please check out our other Pure Hoops media shows. The Mike Wise Show is coming to you from Mexico City, and he'll explain what he's doing south of the border. Catch and Shoot 2.0 with Otto Strong and Aaron Berlin. Welcome Bruce to talk Celtics turmoil, Zion Williamson, and NBA gambling. BJ Armstrong and Eric Newman have the Pure Hoops podcast and King and myself are back next Thursday with a brand new edition of Buckets, Boards and Blocks from Pure Hoops Media. All right, let's go. Time to stick the landing. Listen up, y'all. If y'all are sent to Texas, I thought y'all say that up. Uh, <laughs> okay, but if you like Buckets, Boards and Blocks, please subscribe, rate us, review us and leave a five-star rating. It would mean a lot. Until we meet again, Monica, we have not done this in forever. I'm about to throw the oop up. Enjoy your hoops. Yerk. Buckets, Boards, and Blocks with Monica McNutt and King McClure is a presentation of Pure Hoops Media.